Well, good morning. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth, may the thoughts and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, it's just another day in the Chicago suburbs as Lisa Jefferson drove into work, a commute that she'd made many times before. See, Lisa worked at the Verizon Airphone Call Center in Oak Brook, Illinois, the call center that receives phone calls from the phones and airplane seatbacks. And while it wasn't the most glamorous of jobs, Lisa had managed to rise in ranks over the course of the 18 years she worked there and took some satisfaction in the fact that her job helped support her family. On that particular day, uh, she parked in her spot and walked into work, unaware that just hours later she would take a phone call that no training manual could ever prepare her for. Hi, my name's Lisa Jefferson. That's what she said to the surprisingly calm caller on the other end of the line. I understand your plane is being hijacked. See, on September 11th, 2001, Lisa Jefferson thought that it would just be another day at work. And I imagine that it was that way for many of us, just another day, until all of a sudden, you flip on the news or speak to someone at school or, or work, and, and what you thought was going to be just another day became a day that you'd never forget. And one of the things that struck me uh, after September 11th was the time that it took for us to recover, the time it took for our nation to pick up the pieces and, and put everything back together again. I mean, in New York City, uh, the search for survivors started almost immediately and continued for days. In Shanksville, Pennsylvania, there were no survivors, and, and while we don't know a whole lot about the Pentagon, what we do know is this, 184 people died that morning, and it took nearly a year to undo the damage those terrorists did. Now today, uh, memorials can be found at all three locations, and and they serve as a testament to the fact that, you know, the recovery's never really over. And it's not just true of September 11th. I mean, we, we all know how this works. The recovery's never really over. Anyone who's ever lost a loved one knows it. And then there's the disappointment of failure or rejection, major transitions in life, preparing for what comes next. And if you're anything like me, it's that reality that makes today's reading just so hard to hear. Because it, it takes time to transition. It takes time to move on. In today's reading, Jesus has this, this sense of urgency about him. And it's not always easy to hear. Let me set the scene for you in today's reading. Jesus and his disciples are traveling down the road to Jerusalem. They're moving from one town to the next, and along the way, they encounter three men in relatively quick succession. We're not told who they are. We're simply told that they've learned about Jesus and have an interest in following him. And so they come to him in today's reading, and the conversations they have, we discover exactly what it means to follow Jesus. It means going where he goes. It means leaving family and friends behind. It means joining Jesus on his mission. 
to show the whole world that every moment matters because every single person matters to God. And I sort of like to picture that first scene taking place just outside of town. I mean, this enthusiastic man comes to Jesus. He's brimming with excitement and ready to go. I just can't wait for all the good times we'll share. I imagine that's what goes through his mind. There'll be healings and miracles, feeding of thousands and raising the dead. So he goes to Jesus and he says, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Which is why you've got to imagine his surprise at Jesus' response. Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. As Jesus' way of saying that the road ahead has no security on it, we'll only be moving from one town to the next. And so, so will you really follow me? That's what you hear Jesus asking. You'll probably follow me through Samaria, but when we arrive in Jerusalem, will you follow me when the going gets tough? When we go to the Sanhedrin, they're going to accuse you. And at Golgotha, all hope will seem lost. Now, we don't hear this man's response, and, and maybe that's just Jesus' way of asking us, Jesus' way of saying that, that the road ahead only leads to the cross. But a little while later, we encounter a second man. And this would-be disciple, he, he isn't a volunteer, he's a recruit. Jesus says, follow me. And you probably remember what he says. Sure thing, Lord. But first, I need to go bury my father. And, and it sounds like a perfectly reasonable response. I mean, this man's trying to be responsible. He's, he's trying to take care of the dead. But Jesus' words confront him and us. Let the dead bury their own dead. And so maybe it makes you wonder, what's Jesus trying to say to us? What sort of things will Jesus ask us to give up? Spending time with loved ones? Saving for the future? What is it? I mean, these are all good and important things, but is Jesus suggesting that these things have this power to hinder us? And, and when we get to the third man in today's reading, that's certainly the sense you get. Because this man, he's ready to follow. But he's got one thing he needs to take care of first. Lord, first let me go and say goodbye to my father. And, and quite honestly, that's what I'd want to do. But Jesus' response is crystal clear. There's no time for that. And that's what makes today's reading just so hard to hear. Because Jesus has this urgency about him, but it takes time to transition, time to move on. And so it begs the question, how will Jesus' urgency impact us? Well, today's reading were made into a movie. I'd sort of like to imagine that it take place at one of those pivotal moments, one of those major transitions from one scene to the next. See, most scholars like to divide the book of Luke into roughly four parts. First part's the Christmas story. It's the story of Mary and Joseph, angels and shepherds. It's the story of Jesus' birth. And the last part's the story of Good Friday and Easter. I mean, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem. He's arrested and tried, crucified, and dies. But, but three days later, God raises Jesus from the dead. And then there's everything that happens in the middle. 
You see, Luke neatly divides this for us. The first part happens in and around the Sea of Galilee. Jesus and his disciples, they're nearly 75 miles north of Jerusalem, and it's this exciting time. I mean, there's healings and miracles. They feed thousands of people, and and one time they even raise this young girl from the dead. But eventually there comes this time where Jesus turns and faces Jerusalem, where he goes to what's about to happen. Now, it takes Luke uh, nearly 10 chapters in his gospel to tell this part of the story, but, but it all starts in today's reading. And that's why I'd like to imagine that if today's reading were made into a movie, it'd take place at one of those pivotal moments, one of those major transitions from one scene to the next. And, and you can just picture it unfolding before your eyes. Jesus and his disciples are traveling down the road. When the camera cuts in close... Jesus turns his head and and looks down the road. A sense of determination and foreboding washes over his face, and the camera races south. It takes three, maybe four seconds to cross the Judean countryside and arrive just outside of Jerusalem, and off in the distance you see three crosses. Moments later, you're back with Jesus. Only this time, You understand the urgency in his tone. Because you've seen where he's going and and what he's about to do, and there's, there's only a little time left. And so every single moment matters. You know, as I've been thinking about today's reading, it strikes me that there's this inherent urgency in being human. Because there's only ever so much time left. You know, in in the aftermath of everything that's happened this past month, things in Turkey, things in Orlando, I'd imagine that we're all well aware of that fact. And so is Jesus. And that's why he urges us to use our time wisely, to make every moment count. And he he gives us a picture of what that looks like in today's reading. The second man, he, he comes to Jesus and says, I need to go bury my father. And we all remember how Jesus responds, let the dead bury their dead. But he continues, as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. See, Jesus doesn't say that you've got to follow by my side, because some things really are important. But they're never so important that we can't proclaim the kingdom of God. And that's Jesus' message to this man and us. And and that's why Jesus doesn't leave this man just with an instruction. He leaves him with a promise. The promise that every single moment in your life matters. And God uses them to show other people the kingdom of God. You see... That's how Jesus encourages us to live, to live like every moment matters, because every moment does. And he uses them, uses you, to show other people Jesus and announce the kingdom of God in the midst of a broken and hurting world. On September 11th, 2001, Lisa Jefferson had no idea why that day would be just so significant. 
that just hours later, her nation would be under attack. I understand your plane is being hijacked. That's how our conversation with Todd Beamer began. But that's not how it ended. You see, 13 minutes later, her conversation with him ended with a prayer. The Lord's Prayer. As she announced the kingdom of God in the midst of the very worst. And I'd like to think that Lisa also gives us a picture of what it looks like to follow Jesus, to proclaim the kingdom of God. Because it doesn't mean that you have to leave your lives behind, but it does mean that you have to be ready. Because you never know when or how God might just use you or your life to show others that every moment matters. Because every single person matters to God. Amen? Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen?